she rape stars. The podcast. I'm Michaela. And I'm Matt. And we're going to talk about gay this week. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're full of gay stuff. Yeah, the topic's just kind of gay. It's gay. We're going to talk yeah. about the history of um, Pride, I think. Yeah, with and Stonewall, tell you about some leaders of it. And then you guys sent us a bunch of questions mm-hmm. and advice. For the LGBTQ plus community, so we're gonna be going over those. Yeah, lots of questions yeah. in a lot of different categories. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get to what we can. Yes. Um very excited. And then at the end, we're going to do that fun little game of you tell us something that you're scared to tell your significant other, and we will tell you if you should. Right. But to kick things off, <laughs> happy Pride Month, guys. It is June 2nd, the second day of Pride Month. I thought um, it was June 1st. Well, this episode comes out June 2nd. I thought it came out on the 1st. You fucking wish, dude. It comes out June 2nd. Let's see. Let's fact check. Fact check. Me, 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 me. Oh! oh, that was right! <laughs> Happy June 1st. Oh my god, that's such good timing! <laughs> I know! Happy June 1st, the first of Pride Month. Yeah. Um, I literally wrote my little calendar. I wrote June 2nd, episode comes out. Okay, wow, first day of Pride. Yes. Um, if you look outside your window, there should be a rainbow Wendy's, a rainbow McDonald's, there should be a rainbow Starbucks. Target's already done the rainbow stuff. If, right. if you walk into a store and there isn't rainbow everywhere, let us know. Let we will us know. contact their managers. We will at them on Twitter. We will say, What the fuck is up with this? One of our besties walked in to a Nordstrom rack. <laughs> and <laughs> Did not see a single rainbow. But no, I'm sure there will be everywhere because corporations love to make money yes. and that is how they do it with fun little events and so, our stupid little rat asses and our little fall rat brains say ah <laughs> they're so LGBTQ plus friendly they love it and then after June they go back to right normal. absolutely <laughs> I got like an email from this bikini company that it was like LGBTQ plus um, inspired swimwear uh-huh. and it was like all of these rainbow bathing suits were they ugly because I feel like a lot like Target ugliest like LGBTQ pride stuff ever um it was cute but I was like are these models gay like how is this gonna, like is <laughs> like there gonna benefiting. be money going to like yeah centers they're like, like no it's going all to us we just <laughs> but put it's a rainbow, rainbow. you're yeah. welcome you can wear it we support you happy gay they're like we support you in buying our products <laughs> Um, so that's really fun. I actually, honestly, I make a lot of jokes about it, but I love seeing like I the very too. rainbowy happy decor. Mm-hmm. And um, we will, of course, be getting into some of the discourse about pride yeah. later when we get to our main topic because there's the um, the kink. The Uh, the great kink debate. Yes. And we have so many opinions on kinks in this (laughs) podcast. Of course we have to touch on this. But yeah, we've been we've been kind of busy, not like crazy busy, but we've fung out with people. We've been very popular. We are popular. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing we have in catching up is that Matt and Michaela are very popular. (laughs) If there's one thing you take away from this episode, it's that everyone loves us. Yes. I have a friend staying with me soon. Um my friend Abby's gonna stay with me, and then my friend Chrissy might stay with me, and then um um, I saw people this week. I went to the fucking beach. Yeah. Um, they had like a little Twitter girls meetup. And we did. It was beautiful. Matt, w- Matt was invited last minute, but didn't come. Yeah. Too many girls for me. Yeah. He's not really into the whole girl thing. <laughs> Misogynistic of me. Oh, my God. I know he hates women. What did you do this week? I went to a little like fire pit thing, which was fun. I met a lot of people who are like funny. So okay. that was nice. Okay. That's really, like... I went and looked for a fish. That's pretty much all I've you done. You looked though. for a fish? I did. I went to a pet smart and I tried to find like a beta fish. They and were they, all ugly. There were no fish for you? There were no, well, they were fish, but they were all like tiny little rat looking ones. Oh. And then I also like to go to PetSmart to look at the cats. I love seeing the kittens. There at were PetSmart. no cats <gasps> at this one. Well, we should go to an animal shelter soon. Yeah. I think that that'd be fun. I was going to volunteer at an animal shelter before the pandemic. And then obviously they like closed them. Right. It was really sad. But I feel like that could bring us joy. Yeah. I think it would definitely bring us joy. I started a new anime. Yeah. Huge for me. <laughs> Fruits Tell basket. us about it. Oh my God. Okay. They, they're they all zodiac signs, animals. And like if they hug someone of the opposite sex, they 
turn into like the rooster or whatever they are. And which then, like, I did not realize. Yeah, gorgeous love story. There's this huge love st- triangle going on. Very simp behavior, mm-hmm. and then also some inappropriate behavior. I mean, you know, it's spicy. It's really a great show, and Matt is obsessed with it. <laughs> from the two episodes I've made him watch yeah, today, I don't really understand what's happening, but it's, Michaela you, seems to enjoy it, and she's getting very emotional about yeah, it. Yeah, I cry every twenty minutes. You know, the <laughs> other really exciting thing about June. What? Bachelorette and Love Island. Love Island, yes. Oh my God, it's gay so Love excited. Island. Yeah. Like, we didn't think about that. No. Gay Love Island comes out during wow. Pride. That, they even, did something there. Is it gay or are they just like allowed to be gay now when they weren't before? I'm not sure how it's going to work out. I haven't done too much research yeah. into it, but I'm excited nonetheless. Right, of course. Especially because it's the UK one, which is yeah. the best one by far. Right, and I, if they're going to even mention that, I feel like that means that they've cast people who are like at least bisexual. They're like, she kissed the girl once. So this right. is gay friendly. <laughs> so I don't know. Obviously, like the the show happens as it's being filmed. Yeah. Unlike Bachelorette, where you can like hear spoilers and stuff mm-hmm. beforehand. Anyway, we'll be talking about that when that happens. Because, you know, Matt and I fucking love we British love, love Island. There we go. I have one more thing to mention. I we left the heights early. We were, oh, we did. Yeah. So Matt and I went to a very fun event last week. Mm-hmm. We got some free ice cream, free food. We got some free embroidery. First of all, oh, wait, before we go on, okay. the free food. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Okay. Delicious. So true, but I know what you're going to say, King. The silverware. The that silverware we, we was <laughs> wooden. We got steak. And we did, in fact, get steak. And we're like, we're like the cavemen. We're like seesawing We're it literally with trying like a very wooden hard. fork and a wooden knife. Matt was eating these huge <laughs> bites, choking all over himself. Because I did not want to spend the energy cutting this steak, so I would just take a huge chunk of it yeah. and choke on it. Anyway, we were going to see a really cool like early showing of In the Heights like a, <laughs> like a month before it's supposed to actually come out. It was very exciting right. and cool, but I think like 10, 15 minutes in, I was like, Matt, It was like go? 20 minutes in. Yeah, I don't know. I Not because of the movie not no. being good. I don't really like the drive-in experience, I realized. I think we were, like, tired. And we were tired. We kind of got a little snappy with each we other. We weren't allowed to pee. Yeah. Because there was, like, nowhere to pee, and it had been a while. Mm-hmm. And also... And I had chugged, like, three energy drinks. I needed to yeah, go. I had a headache. Yeah. But it was still nice to be included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Exactly. And speaking of inclusion... Yeah. Tinder Bio Tuesday. I mean, not really. But... Uh, we're including the douchebags in our podcast. You're so right. Right. Yeah. So this is Maxi. Okay. Me? Why? I'm a gentleman, of course. I am perplexed you are on Tinder, but don't want sex immediately? Quit wasting a sex-positive people's time. It's called Bumble. First of all, we're on Tinder. I just want to add that. Right. Now kindly fuck off. I want to fuck today. First to commit gets me. Sex is fun. I'm here to hook up only. Your place or hotel. No STIs, STDs, safe sex. No other questions asked. DTF question mark. Questions, message me. Me equals poly by ish you. So that was like like happy pride to okay. him. <laughs> what longer term? Let's see how we fucking communicate first. So okay. I like this guy because it's kind of like, what he, does he want? Is Does he want a relationship? Does he yeah. want like only hookups? We're not really sure. Well, I'm so, okay, I'm confused. So I will clarify one thing for you. Okay. He was saying, yes, it's Tinder, but like if you're not, if you're looking for more than a hookup, go to Bumble is basically what he's oh, saying. Oh, I he's, thought he didn't realize what, this is why I need you. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why I was listening to hear this time. Yes. Um, because actually I have heard episodes where we both misinterpret something and then I hear us back and I'm like, wait. And we just like, sound so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, and we're very, like, confident hyping each other up. Wow, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, but we are smart. Yeah. So, like, that's fine. <laughs> that doesn't show who we are. Um, And he's a little bit, he's poly, cool. Yeah. Um, but he's then he says, But then he says, first to commit gets me. Yeah. He, like, thinks he's a big deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, he doesn't want more than a hookup, but he wants people to commit to him? Right. Okay, because he's poly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Po- so polyamorous means you have multiple, multiple partners, partners, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he wants people to commit to him. Maybe He seems like he wants a lot of people to commit to him, but at the same time, nobody to commit to him, which you is know kind of like mysterious in a it way. It is. You know what's interesting? In my anime, all of these men are in love oh with God. Toru, <laughs> and she cannot, like, she has no idea. It's like, who is going to end up with her? Yeah. And next week, I'll know. This is so exciting I for would you. love it if you would all watch Fruits Basket. <laughs> So a negative five out of ten to him. I'm gonna give him a negative two out of ten because it is Pride Month and it would be homophobic oh. to not. And this is Christian. Go Christian. 
picture this. We're on a date. I take you to a generic restaurant of your choice. Then we go out for a drink. After a few, I'm a bit tipsy and we head back to my truck. Truck's on fire. You're ready to call 911. You look back at me. I have two marshmallows on a stick and a 12-pack of Natty Ice. You blush. We cuddle together as my truck is blazing, keeping us warm. We joke. We laugh. You're about to lean in for a kiss. I chloroform you and rob you. It wasn't my truck anyways. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That kept getting worse and worse. So this is interesting. Oh my God. When it started out, I thought it was going to be like, that's not going to happen, but I can fuck you in the ass. Yeah, something like that. That's that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah. But then he said, no. He's going to chloroform someone. And I think that's unique. I think that's wrong. I'll say it. On record, that's wrong. You think chloroforming someone and robbing them is not okay? Right. Mm -hmm. And setting someone else's car. Especially someone else's truck. Okay. Yeah, you know that's I not love very trucks. inclusive though, because what if they're a pyromaniac? That's and true. And that's not really accepting okay, the who they are. Okay, then the fire is fine by me. Okay. Yes. And we would love to give this man a negative six out of ten. Negative four out of ten, because I think he doesn't mean it, and I think he's probably, <laughs> I think he's probably a really nice guy. He's a jokester. Yeah. So. Okay, I have James. Okay, that's fine. May eighteenth, my B day, twenty second, add my snap. Looking for a freaky seven because that's better than a 10 who only does missionary. (laughs) I'm down to try a relationship, but I'm a horny one just to prepare you. If we have kids, I'm going to rail you every second we are free. And then we can go get chicken nuggies and chocolate milk. And then his anthem is sexy drug. Did you do the voice because of the chicken Chicken nuggies nuggies. and chocolate milk? Okay. Like, grow up. You know what I real Well, okay, let's hold back because I get calling it chicken nuggies. That's the part. But chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets is like the adult version. On the other hand, are very good. Yeah. As is chocolate milk. And one thing I realized the other day. Okay, go off. Is I can have chocolate milk literally whenever I want to because I'm an adult, but sometimes I forget. I can literally have chalky milk <laughs> with a bunch of Hershey's syrup and make it my dark chocolate milk, and then it's so much syrup, and then I have it, and I can do that whenever. Well, I'm afraid to give this one a bad rating because I feel like you like the um, fact that he liked chicken nuggies and chocolate milk. I will be honest. What was He was saying some pretty bad things before he got to the nuggies and milk, though. Looking for a freaky seven because that's better than a ten. Who only does missionary. Did they hear that on Call Her Daddy? I- <laughs> Maybe it's a call her daddy reference. I think that sounds like a quote from there that I heard. I'm going to give it a negative 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a negative 7 out of 10. I don't really remember much besides the chocolate milk. Yeah, now you're hungry. And now I really do want to order maybe Wendy's with the chalky frosty. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Guys, like we said, it's Pride Month. It is Pride Month. Yes. Gay, gay, gay. And I think what's interesting is I think as the years have gone and now it's been a, you know, three, no, five years since gay marriage was um, legalized. Uh I feel like now there's more fights like about like Pride Month instead of just being like, oh, no, we're just happy. Yeah. (laughs) Like to do this now. It's like they need something to like judge other people. There's some fights. And that has come in with the kink. The kink. We've talked about this before so the thing with the kinks that i've learned right is that parents and some people in the community don't want you to show your kinks at pride right the parents are saying because they don't want their children exposed to that okay which okay this might be you might not agree with my take i agree i think that kids should be they should be able to go to pride events and stuff yeah. But also, I think people should be able to show off their, like, nothing too, like, I don't want to see your penis outside in public. Right. But, like, wear Bondage. a leather harness. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because, like. Someone walking their pup? Their pup? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Throw a furry out there. I won't blink twice. But it's just weird because I saw something where someone was saying that the media and, like, for instance, on Super Bowls, people are in these types of things, like straight people, and it's normal for them to do it because... In bondage work? Yeah, like, there's people in, like, like um, in shows that Oh, are, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I was trying to think of commercials, but yeah, the Super Bowl halftime show, there's yeah, exactly. definitely outfits that are... Are like, the same as that. Yeah, there yeah. is the whole... Yeah, 
totally on your you same page. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm fine. I was trying to think of like bondage Super Bowl commercials. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> no, the last Geico commercial it featured some bondage. It did. So, no. Oh, <laughs> I believed you for a second. I know. I'm very. They convincing. they are pretty creative. Yeah, so. they are. <laughs> okay, so I get what you're saying. I. Mm-hmm. Part of my um, confusion at first uh-huh. is I thought they were saying like kinks should be a part of the LGBTQ plus like identifiers. Like if you have a kink, that means you should be a part of pride. Oh. Like that was some kind of protected like yeah, thing like to bond under that over. Umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I feel kind of both ways, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would ever... I don't know, but I'm pretty comfortable with everything. I don't think I'd yeah. ever feel uncomfortable seeing people do that, but I also don't think that's inherently a part of any of the sexualities or right. like parts that go along with being gay yeah. or the other things. Yeah. So I think that that's like part of the argument that I've been seeing. It's like that's not like what it's about mm-hmm. as much, but I don't really care that much. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fine with them wearing whatever as long as I don't want to see a penis. Yeah. That's all I care about. I don't want to see a penis. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> I don't want to see a penis either. Like there, are, there's a time and a place and the time and place is not when you're walking outside. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how to address the kids thing. Like, mm-hmm. I have no answer for that. Right. It's like, well, I think the, the main argument is like, do people want Pride to be a family friendly event mm-hmm. or do they not want it to be? Because I've seen some arguments that's like, go to Disneyland. But then other people are like, no, I would like children to be a part of it because like we want to expose them yeah. to this kind of thing. They should have like two. Pr- I'm sure people would love more Pride True. events. So one Multiple that's Pride. Like one that's got plus. a little edge. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one, you can bring your kids. I personally wouldn't be going to that one because we know how I feel about children children yeah I don't want to be around them that's so true you yeah. have a very unique perspective on this you're like anything that would actually keep children away yeah that's like we should make a law no that would be fucked up kids <laughs> should be exposed to that kind of thing yeah I mean I think it's interesting because a lot of people like do have kinks mm-hmm. and that's something that like they express in their relationships or maybe online yeah. or wherever it may be but like I guess for me, I don't know why that's an inherent part of like expressing their like pride about their, you know, sexuality, Mm -hmm. like specifically. But I guess if your sexual experiences are dependent on that kink being met, then like then that would be why it's part of your sexual expression. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess for me, I'm just like, why would that be a part of Mm -hmm. pride for someone? And for me, it's just like. I don't give a shit if they're yeah. wearing a furry outfit. I think that most people really don't care that much. I think it's just like... A, people like arguing. Yeah, and then you see like the arguments because they're like kind of weird arguments. Yeah. yeah. I think that like honestly a lot of the people who are like no kink at Pride or whatever, I think if they actually saw people dressed up in like harnesses or whatever it may be in person, mm-hmm. they'd be like, I don't actually care. Yeah, people just kind of like to, you know... Like- also when I saw all this like discourse on Twitter, mm-hmm. I thought like no kink was a song and they wanted to like play it at Pride for I, like a week. I wait, was like, I don't know what song that I is. didn't realize that this was like a discourse that was happening the first day it was happening and I was tweeting about kink shaming that day <laughs> and then I realized. You're like, oh shit. Because what was I tweeting about? Oh, I found out that people have hand kinks and like I... I'm not talking about finding hands attractive. Yeah. Like, I understand that's a very normal thing. People mm-hmm. find hands attractive. I'm talking, like, boners at hands, like, <laughs> ejaculating just at hands. And to me, that just feels so, like, you cannot control yourself at all if one of the most, like, common features that you see from anyone is, like, getting you it's, that worked a up. A hand is making you hard. Do you know how many times a day I see a hand? Exactly. Doesn't that sound just devastatingly yeah. horny? Like, I don't know. It's not that I think there's something. <laughs> Wrong. I don't know. It's just I don't understand kinks, and this isn't the topic. <laughs> and but- so that is what I was tweeting about. I was like, I'm gonna kink shame today, and then I like realized Wrong day to do it. I was like, oh, bad timing. <laughs> like, do your thing, and that's okay. Sometimes we make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to get into the history of the pride parades and everything because I feel like a lot of people don't really know 
what they just see it as like a fun event they don't really know the history behind it or like the leaders of it yeah and this went into the kink at pride thing a little bit mm -hmm. because one of the original um was it pride founders what had like a, a bondage kink or something i'm not sure about that oh, okay. i did so much research I... and i didn't write this down and now i'm feeling <laughs> shitty about myself michaela oh i'm sorry no matt ha <laughs> matt literally has paragraphs that he's written down she was like you have an attitude today and i was like i'm just doing my research and then i was you... like i am so sorry <laughs> go off <laughs> <laughs> so to give you guys a little bit of history, the month of Jude and Pride Parades are a way to remember the riots that happened in June of 1969 at the Stonewall Inn, which was a huge turning point for the LGBTQ plus community. The inn was a type of underground-esque area where people within the LGBTQ plus community would go to be themselves and be surrounded by people who were like them. The Stonewall riots were a series of demonstrations by members of the LGBTQ plus community after the police raided the area. And so people like fought back when this happened. Um, and this led to like a few weeks of just like riots and fighting against the police for their rights. And mm -hmm. this is what kind of kicked off gay rights. Yeah. And so I wanted to go over some of the um, notable members of Stonewall because I think it's important. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that these leaders, the four main ones I've known about, they're people of color. They're mm -hmm. trans women. They're Latina people. Like they're not these like cis white gay men that yeah. the media always puts attention towards, mm -hmm. which is kind of ridiculous. So to kick us off, we have Stormy DeLarvery. She was born to an African-American mother. Uh, she was a butch lesbian that threw the first punch, which eyewitnesses stated sparked the riots. So queen shit. Punch two. Oh! Yeah, when they when they broke in the Stonewall, she was the first one to punch someone. I okay, so I love this, and I love that we're getting into the history because I think it's so notable with um what's been happening with Pride this mm -hmm. year, like yeah. New York banning police officers, and mm -hmm. people like don't really understand why people don't want police to be a part of Pride. It's like this th whole they're thing the reason started. we needed Pride. Yeah. This whole thing started because of the police officers. Why would you want them yeah. at the event? And now they're banned to like... Especially now. Yeah, like after... Like into today's atmosphere, especially because yeah. of all the recent events. So they're banned from the NYC Pride until 2025, I think. Yeah. Which, hell yeah. I know. And I think that like the context that you're giving is mm -hmm. really, really great for, for that. Oh my God, <laughs> to me? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So the next one is Marsha Johnson. She was a black self-identified drag queen. She was one of the first drag queens to go to Stonewall Inn once they started allowing women and drag queens to come in. Um, because previously they only allowed gay men into the Stonewall Inn, but eventually they allowed women. And was it gay men of any color or was it? No, it seems like it was just gay men who are white. Okay. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. So again, that's another. <laughs> another problem notable. with this. Which I want to say like Stonewall Inn and the whole riot thing was an amazing thing that happened because it kicked mm -hmm. off all the progress. But you can you can still see that there were problems. Obviously, there were problems back in 1969. Right. But <laughs> I was like, you can you can still but see the problems. But it's interesting because like all of these people's sexualities were illegal, mm -hmm. but that still like there was still division between, and, between them, the between races yeah. and genders. Yeah. And so Johnson was a founding member of the Gay Liberation Front and a co-founder of the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries, which wow. is a shelter for transgender youth. Next up, we have Sylvia Rivera. She was a Latina trans woman who was an activist in NYC. She threw the second cocktail. So she co-founded the Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries with Johnson. Um, she didn't like that the movement was catered to middle class white gay men and women. So she made the movement more catered towards marginalized groups. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I wanted to talk about was Miss Major Griffin Gracie. She was a black transgender woman who was one of the leaders in the Stonewall riots. She was knocked unconscious by a police officer on the first night. And then she spent five years in jail where she had her jaw broken by a police officer after she got Jeez. out. Yeah, I know. It's fucked up. After she got out, she started the Transgender, Gender Variant and Intersex Justice Project, which advocated for incarcerated transgender women of color who were victims of police brutality, poverty, racism and gender inequality. So those are four women who kind of like kicked off this whole thing and were, wow. hu were huge leaders during a time where it wasn't nearly as acceptable to be 
gay or trans or a lesbian as it is now. Yeah, I think that that's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I wish that there was more media that I could, I mean, I'm sure that I could find more Mm -hmm. media about those people specifically, Yeah. but that's so fascinating. And we really don't hear a lot about that even when it is Pride Month. I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of the media we see, I mean, what was it last year? They had like a Pride um, concert. And I think that most of the artists were like straight and white. Yeah, which doesn't make any (laughs) sense to me. So I would, I feel like a lot of people would love to hear more about this mm-hmm. at those kinds yeah. of events than just like hear Taylor Swift. I also, I know well, I say to this, I th- <laughs> well, people do love Taylor Swift. I but. just think it's so cool that these mostly women who were the leaders of this event were also facing discrimination because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. So they're just facing all kinds of discrimination, but they're the ones who rose up and started making a change for people. And so um, Illinois was the first state to decriminalize homosexuality Mm -hmm. by repealing their sodomy laws, and that was in 1961. Um, And also... In 1952, which this was like, what, 10 years after that, were you saying? It was the 1960s? Yeah. Um, In 1952, the American Psychiatric Association listed homosexuality as a sociopathic personality disturbance. Right. So I just kind of want to like set the scene legally for like what was kind of the situation at this time. Mm -hmm. So something like stonewall existing was like insane i mean is that considered like the first gay bar kind yeah, I think of or it was like one of not the first, the first. obviously yeah. back in like rome and greek like there's always been homosexuality yeah. so it's definitely not the first but in modern mm-hmm. society in america and in yeah 1969 is when police raid the stonewall in in new york city um and i think that what you were mentioning earlier is probably since this was in new york city probably a big part of why they're banning police from yeah. pride mm-hmm. and I think it does show how far they've been able to come because clearly that was like a deep pain in the community specifically with these women. Yeah. And in 1973, Maryland becomes the first state to statutorily ban same sex marriage. So um, they banned same sex marriage, not because it was like legal before, but I guess people weren't even like trying that at the time. Like that's how to make sure. Yeah. So it wasn't until like, very recently Mm -hmm. that all this happens and I feel like that's easy for easy to forget that like 2015 is when same-sex marriage was legalized everywhere I feel like so many people act like I don't know I feel like they just act like the gay agenda is bigger than it is Mm -hmm. like it's been a more ever-present like acceptable thing I feel like we're not like very appreciative of a all the hard work that people have put into it. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, like I understood homophobia before I understood sexism or mm-hmm. racism because I think like the laws about homophobia were so clear. Yeah. And like you kind of have to learn sometimes about like the other parts of society that aren't like in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I It's just very interesting. I think like teens on TikTok now probably don't realize <laughs> like how recent all of this yeah. was. I wonder what it's like, like, being someone who was a part of all these changes and like yeah. seeing these teen TikTokers doing stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> And like, oh my God. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And now people are like, oh my God, you're just saying you're like, bye for attention. Yeah. And like older people are probably and like, it's what not the that. fuck People is are going just like on. learning more about themselves. And I don't know, it's, that, that argument is so stupid to yeah. me. Yeah. We got a lot of good comments and questions this week. I will tell you guys, a lot of you are in the same boat where like during quarantine, you're like, "Mm, am I as straight as I thought? Yeah. Yeah. Which T, like as you should. And that very much makes sense. Mm -hmm. And there's this concept called compulsive heterosexuality that I wanted to just mention a little bit because it was very interesting to me, especially um, like I kind of mentioned last week that I'm just not a very sexual person in general. Yeah. So it like. It's interesting to hear about how people can like be going through these heterosexual emotions, especially as women who aren't really told that sex is for us anyway. Right. So like you grow up thinking like, oh, like sex is over when a man finishes and like you don't have to be you don't like women don't have to orgasm mm-hmm. to like reproduce. Right. So like all of these things can go into, I think, 
especially women like not even realizing their um, sexual preferences. And I think quarantine kind of played a big part in that. Yeah, you're alone and you're like you're bored all the time. And I feel yeah. like you're kind of like learning more about yourself during these times. And I think a lot of people like don't even take a second to stop and think like, wait, is it even like have I allowed myself to even think about what I prefer? Because compulsive heterosexuality is just like people assuming that you're straight, right? Like they're doing all these things yeah. to yeah. So like we grow up because of like the way society has trained you and made it feel like the only option anyway. And like, because I mean, I don't know how guys feel Mm -hmm. because I think like, I think it is a bit more clear for men if they're like not getting a boner at somebody and like women can just be like, Oh, like I have a dry (laughs) vagina or like all of, I don't know. I think it's really interesting from like a woman's perspective of like how many ways it can be difficult to even like ask yourself that question. Well, like you said, women are not... Like, we're not getting boners, so it's like... And you're like, (laughs) half the time you're not even orgasming with men, even if you're, like, straight. More than half. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I said half. It's so interesting. (laughs) I'm being hopeful. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's very hard, and we had a lot of listeners, I think at least three, who were women who were in relationships with men, thinking, like... I might be gay, which feel it. I feel for you because Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to make that realization. It's so easy to just be like, okay, like I have sex because he wants to. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't usually orgasm, but like, I'm not supposed to anyway. That's very normal. Most women, like there's just so many things that we're taught that can get you caught in this like repetitive lifestyle. And I, for better or worse, like it's very painful for people in relationships, Mm -hmm. but people are starting to question that a little bit more yeah a lot of people ask like what they should do about it yeah and I feel like just kind of do you want to read one specifically or do you just want to like kind well, of in I'm general thinking of one of my friends who he asked he told me he might be bi and he was trying to like figure it out mm-hmm. and I don't think there's really a way for you to like there's no like research you can do to figure it out or maybe anything do like a, that okay low-key maybe do like a threesome maybe like a threesome. maybe do a threesome with another guy and a girl yeah. and then you'll maybe like feel a little bit less stressed or i said you could watch like gay porn and see how that makes you feel but yeah. i know girls like they watch lesbian most of them watch lesbian porn right right because like who likes dicks yeah no <laughs> <laughs> like girls kissing i'd rather look at that you guys have it so much harder than us in every aspect i don't know like it's so weird i (laughs) whenever i think about like the male body is not something that sexually is of any interest to me (laughs) i'm like i don't know how to unpack that um but yeah we got some like dms from people and some were just in like relationships when one was even married and i will say like it's not our place at all Mm -hmm. to be like oh we're gonna definitively tell you like leave your husband leave your like but I think you should at least like bring up the conversation and one thing that's really important in my mind is like words can be so great because they can help us like figure out who we are Mm -hmm. and they can like help us feel like a part of a community but if you don't feel comfortable defining your sexuality in a word right now like that is also totally fine if like if you need to define your sexuality in a paragraph that's also fine Mm -hmm. like and there is like questioning is well no the key was queer right but like questioning is like something that you can identify as well Mm -hmm. and like it's totally fine like you don't have to figure that out before you start like exploring your sexuality like you can explore your sexuality and then define it Mm -hmm. and it's hard to like try to jump into a label and then like it's because it's a lot to do at once and it's very confusing and I liked one person's response or um dm to us she was like I I was, I am struggling to figure out what exactly I am. So Mm -hmm. she does, like you said, label herself as queer, which I think if it gives you the satisfaction, that's great. I don't think you even have to label yourself as anything. I don't at all. And I think it's helpful for people just because like sometimes you can get shit from other people online if you like don't give them like a label. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, I know so many people who've redefined their sexuality multiple times over the years. Sarah Shower, who's like a good friend of ours, like. Uh, originally I think identified as straight then bisexual then as lesbian it's not always this easy like process of you go from like 
like gay or from straight to bi or straight to gay or whatever it is. And I think that that is one thing that like slows people down in figuring their sexuality is they're like, oh, like, I don't know if I'm straight. I need to figure out right now, like what my other label is. Like that can really put like limitations on you figuring yourself out. Mm -hmm. I remember I, I feel like a lot, this happens to a lot of people when Mm -hmm. they're like coming out, they go from like, oh, I'm um, straight and, but you want, before I go to gay, I want like a bi period. Yeah. I knew I was gay. <laughs> Did I, you like, have a bi period? I, I told my friend once, I was like, hey, I'm bi. And she said, no. <laughs> she, so she knew I was like 100% gay. <laughs> that's so But that's funny. okay to have that like in between period too where you're just trying to like I didn't know out. that. Yeah. I like really try to play it off Well, like another that. thing, I feel like for someone who's identified as straight for a long time, the previous relationships you've had can make you feel really confused mm-hmm. in understanding your sexuality, which is probably why a lot of people identify as bi before. Cause they're like, I wasn't lying to my ex. Like yeah. I had feelings for them and like I had good sexual encounters with them and like, you know, all of those things can happen. Yeah. But there's also so many ways that like we can be sexually turned on, like especially for women, a lot of our sexual, like, feelings of being awakened or whatever are from being wanted Mm -hmm. so like you can just feel like you have a sexual appetite with someone because they want you so much and that's like hot to you like there's so many things that can happen in relationships that like I understand why you might need a bi period or questioning period and then like once you're actually in a gay relationship you're like wait like this is not at all what I I will never go back yes (laughs) not like saying we obviously we know that bisexuals right right right, like we're not like it's not bi erasure or anything I don't know if it even came off like that oh yeah no um, I'm glad you're clarifying that because I definitely don't want to say that yeah I think a lot of people are also concerned with like the bi erasure and the trans erasure and because things are so focused on gay and lesbian Mm -hmm. um like in a relationship. So I think it's important to always like realize there it's a set, it's a spectrum. Like there's so yeah. many different types, um, all under this big umbrella. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also just want to say like, if you are questioning and you're wanting to experiment, it's very important to like, make that clear to partners that you're about to have yeah. because I think it can be very hurtful for people who are like out and proud and happy with themselves mm-hmm. to like be I don't know confused in that way of like you know maybe you want to like start a sexual relationship but you're not positive mm-hmm. and then like they don't really understand what you want I think it's really important to like be clear of yeah. like I'm questioning I'm trying to figure stuff out and not like mess with someone's head and make them feel like an experiment on your journey and I want to reemphasize that because we did get a DM about how someone was worried about like um starting a relationship with a girl because she doesn't want to come off as like someone some straight person who's just like curious and hurting the other person yeah so like you said it's just good to be honest with whoever just tell them that you're like kind of trying to figure yourself out a little bit yeah and I think that that's important for like that's important for me to mention just because like that's a fear that I've had as well when Mm -hmm. I like try to talk to girls a little bit I'm like oh I don't want to like make someone feel like they're just an experiment like whatever like I want to be very clear but it's like all you have to do is be honest about that and don't make someone feel like they're just part of your journey of like whatever but it's also okay (laughs) and off of that uh, I did want to mention like there's no I think a lot of times with within the gay community, at least Mm -hmm. there's like this pressure to come out like, and I I definitely felt pressurized when I was like still in the closet, but like come out at your own pace. I Mm -hmm. will say like, it's great once you're out and proud and everything, but there are some situations where you don't feel safe coming out and if that's okay too you're still valid yeah there's so many like different reasons that mm-hmm. people might still kind of need to be in the closet yeah. like didn't don't you know someone who wants like their inheritance yeah which is like, like fine like do you and i'm not saying that this is like the same at all to trauma yeah. but like people's reactions can be traumatic uh-huh. but like if you're not ready to talk about trauma sometimes like speaking about it can be traumatize you but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that eventually it's so much better for you to be able to like talk about it and accept it and be open with it like there are so many things in life that just really need to happen yeah. as you're comfortable with it and um, kind of along with that we got a few questions about how to handle family members or friends that are homophobic and ooh. like that's tough that is tough because yeah. these are the people you care most about and if they're not supporting you with something this big um, you can try and have those conversations I definitely 
I, I'm not one to like give great advice about Do this. Do you try to have conversations? I mean, I try to like show them, but at the end of the day, if they're not seeing it, then yeah. like, I don't know. For me, I do try and talk to people um, about it, but like, I don't give a fuck. Like at the end of the day, if they're not going to respect me, then I don't want them a part of my life anyways, which is tough. Yeah. Um, but it just depends. Sometimes you have to keep these people in your life for inheritances, like <laughs> that one person. <laughs> I just thought that was such a funny example. That is not the usual, like, reason someone's in the closet. But, like, it's a good reason. Like, if you're in high school and you're afraid of getting kicked out, like, I 100% get that. There's so many different um, scenarios where you feel safer staying in the closet. And, like I said, you're still valid. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't worry about, like, coming out at some point. You, you can take your time with that. Yeah. Everyone's got their own journey. Yeah. What did they say in Happiest Season? Remember the end when he was like, she's not ready to tell her parents, but that's not about you. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's beautiful. But at the same time, like you don't need to be with someone who's in the closet. If yeah. that's not going to make you feel proud about yourself yeah, and if, regress your journey. Right. If, if it's worth it to you, then by all means right. go for it. But if you feel like they're going to like pull you back in then maybe find someone else I know I wish I had like more advice for the family thing mm-hmm. but who was it Jessica Lignato we had on the podcast she made that comment about how like a big part of being in the LGBTQ plus community is that you like find your family and you choose your family a lot more when that's like something that you're born into I yeah. think mm-hmm. and I think that that's a really great part of like being open and coming out is that you start to be able to choose your family right and off of that I do I do want to I'm going to make this uh, something on Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. because we always get questions of how to find LGBTQ plus people in small towns and communities yeah. i literally have no fucking idea i've never lived no in a small fucking idea. idea and i think city. you should move yeah you should move we should, because like oh my god la pride was canceled yeah. but like that's so fun yeah. like if you grow up your entire life in like a really small town that doesn't have much like diversity and like things that you identify with and people that you can relate to like i really do think moving would make you happy it would but, but like- sometimes they can't move so i want to make like a like tweet or like one of those questions on Instagram where like how do you how do people in small towns find other people like them because I have no idea I can't right besides pen pal because we can't like create someone out of thin air for you unfortunately but like (laughs) you could do long distance yeah I'm sure there's like a lot of different discord groups I think it'd be fun to have like a little gay minecraft town (laughs) (laughs) it's just all rainbow you can't do any other things besides like only gays allowed yeah perfect um this one was an advice from someone okay um they said as one of the transes tm my advice is if you feel like you're faking being trans, you aren't. I promise. Mm-hmm. Also, don't listen to true scum. Holy shit. I don't know what true scum is, but... I don't know what that is I believe either. These, this person. But I think that this is like a huge issue I think in the trans and in um any community that's like about gender like yeah. I, I know Sloan talked about this a lot with mm-hmm. being non-binary. There's a lot of like what's the word not imposter syndrome but just it's kind of like imposter yeah it is kind of like imposter syndrome. i don't know the exact word though and i think it's hard especially for the trans community because like you were saying earlier they're even excluded from a lot of these lgbt like events Mm -hmm. and like the narratives a lot of the time like Mm -hmm. i think even when they're making space for gay stories that's very often not trans at all but even like you were saying so many of the original founders of like the big movement for the communities were, we're by trans. trans people yeah also i forgot even like sorry i'm i do have another point about that uh-huh. even in like the jk rowling situation like and she was talking about how trans people are an attack on lesbianism it's like just so yeah. it's just very shitty that like for trans people a lot of trans people there's even a portion of their community that's not accepting. Yeah, which is so gross. Um, I like, would love should, to... We've all been um, discriminated against. We should not be the ones discriminating against people like us. Yeah, and I would love to get into that topic more later just because I think that that's still a huge issue mm-hmm. within like a very accepting community in general. Um, so we got one more I wanted to talk about. Hi, Michaela and Matt. I'm so happy you guys are doing LGBTQ questions. I'm a bi female, but I've never been on any dates with other girls before. I am moving to a new city and I was thinking of getting back on dating apps to meet people. I'm struggling with making a profile 
that all genders would see because I feel like I want to be perceived differently by men and women. Is this a wrong way of thinking? Should I just make two different profiles? LOL. Thanks. Also, I love She Rates Dogs Pod. You guys are awesome. I have comments about this. I think this one would be fun if you made like, I don't. Okay, I literally went through this, though. Yeah. Like, uh, when I downloaded a dating app recently, I made it for talking to men and women. Mm -hmm. And Do I, you want to be perceived by men and women differently? I realized that, like, when I, I had this exact thought, uh -huh. when I was, like, thinking about the way that women were going to perceive my profile and the way that men were going to perceive my profile. And uh -huh. I realized that, like... I felt the most comfortable being exactly as honest in myself as possible thinking about women perceiving it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, but I don't know. It, it is interesting. I think that like, I think that at the end of the day, like just be as true to yourself as mm -hmm. possible. And like, I don't know how to even put words to it because there are like little things where it feels weird, like trying to like to speak to all genders. Mm -hmm. It can be hard, like <laughs> trying to think of like how you're being perceived by different genders. But um, I don't know. I think it's fine. Like you can also just make two profiles. I was going to say you could make like there's like 30,000 dating profiles. Yeah. So make dating apps. Dating apps. Yeah. So make like hinge for girls and yeah. then tinder for guys or something like that yeah i think that totally makes sense mm -hmm. like i i think i i understand why it might be confusing for some people listening us like why you would need different like answers like to appeal to different genders but mm -hmm. it, it really is like this weird some subconscious thing and it's not because you're being like fake about who you are in either way it's just like i don't know it's it's very interesting yeah <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think she should make two different apps. I do with too. Two different profiles. I, I, no, I, I just meant I love that you like went through similar things because I think it's a, a <laughs> lot, like um, a lot of people who are kind of in the same situation kind of feel yeah, like that. I haven't really talked about that yeah, at all. Do you I just kind of threw that out there. I know. I was like, I was trying to. Like, I didn't know if you wanted me to like write anything I was about like, it. Like OMG me, but like, <laughs> but yes, I was talking to girls on dating apps. Um, I don't. Did I tell you I deleted the dating app because someone that I know sent me a screenshot of my profile oh and my it caused God. me so much stress. No. And I deleted the profile. But I need you to said go gotta go. Yeah, I was just like, ah, I'm being perceived. <laughs> I wish that I could like hide from people who like know me. No, but um yeah, so that happened. You could I catfish. I feel that. It's very weird. All right, I think that that wraps up the gay for today. Oh, um, nice. Let's move in to some questions of things to tell your significant others. Okay, first one up. For Matt's brilliant, innovative, and scholarly new segment idea, <laughs> should I tell my boyfriend my body count or is that none of his business? I'm not ashamed of it or anything. It's just pretty high and I don't want him to feel differently about me because of it. I mean, I don't think you have to tell. Like, yeah. who gives a shit how many people you've slept with I've always been like I've always been torn on this like I don't really know like why it's important but then another part of me is like oh it's like nice to be able to be fully honest and yeah. like open with someone else but then it's also like does it matter though yeah. like do I want to know the exact number, number. like yeah. do I care I don't think that I really care I think as long as they're like safe for like getting tested yeah. regularly i don't give a shit how many people they've slept with yeah i like more just so care about like oh what relationships have mattered to you and like made yeah. an impact on you yeah. i don't really care about like every like random i mean you know if you're like actively hooking up with someone who's hooking up with other people then i guess like knowing how sexually active they are matters mm -hmm. but all of someone's past i feel like it's up to them to really consider like what's relevant yeah. to how they are as a partner mm -hmm. and like how they feel about sharing that i don't know so our answer to this is we cannot answer this for you our answer is like <laughs> we don't really care yeah. but like maybe you do i feel like that's i think it's like a transitional thing in age when you're like 19 yeah. that's maybe something you talk about i a used lot. to get asked that a lot and now i'm yeah. like nobody's ever nobody has asked me that in the past like three years right because like when you're dating someone when you're in high school you're like oh you've probably been with like two people who yeah. are they and then like it's something that kind of lingers as you get older yeah but then it's like not because you've been with a crazy amount of people it's just like oh i know that i've had meaningless yeah. encounters but like i'll share what came out that's important yeah if they ask me i have no problem telling me telling them but nobody's asked me that in yeah. so long and also was this a woman who submitted it 
Yes. I, oh, her name's Jessica. I don't know. I We, we got to unpack like how insecure women can be about like their body count. I know men can as well, mm-hmm. but like, oh my gosh. Well, it's because obviously that men are like treated like kings when they sleep with a yeah. lot of people and then women are called vile names when they do it yeah so like that's a whole other aspect of it yeah. but at the same time like you don't have to share everything just to be like feminist yeah so whatever <laughs> next one i'm afraid to tell my partner that i think he's talking to other people and i think he doesn't care about me to even give the bare minimum to me Dump if, him! yeah if he's talking if you think he's talking to other people he is also oh my god intuition is such a powerful thing Mm -hmm. especially and i'm gonna do a gender thing again women's intuition is like very strong about these things i remember like i knew something happened between my ex and someone else like oh like the week that it happened Mm -hmm. and then when he like came clean about it i was like no there's something more and two years later he finally told me what the something more was and i knew the whole time and i felt fucking crazy if you have a feeling it is for a reason they are most likely doing something shady behind your back you're not just making up these things in your head most of the time right and that's why we do red flag or self-sabotage because like sometimes things are like uh like (laughs) a crazy thing but if you have like an intuitive feeling about something that's different yeah also like if he's not doing the bare minimum that in of itself a lot of the times we get questions where like they're like he does this and also doesn't give a fuck about about me me at all yeah dump him (laughs) (laughs) tell him and then dump him yeah um okay next one i'm afraid to tell my i'm afraid to tell my significant other that i want him to stop picking his nose in bed and that i can see him (gasps) him! (laughs) no let the king be no ew oh my god why are you dating a grown man that is picking his nose in bed next to you why can't he just go to the bathroom blow his I was going to say if he needs to pick it, he can do Uh, it in the bathroom. I'm just thinking like whenever I'm like doing my nighttime routine, it's like if I feel any kind of like congestion, I just blow my nose before I get in bed. Like I don't understand this idea that I don't know. And what is he doing with the boogers? That's what worries me. Like clearly he's not leaving the bed. He's just (laughs) putting them down somewhere. So you need to um, confront him and then immediately check under your bed to make sure there's nothing there and kings men out there if your sex life has been just like decreasing with your partner and you don't know why they aren't as interested in having (laughs) sex with you anymore consider like do i do things that make them have to mother me do i do things that might be considered very repulsive (laughs) like perhaps i am ruining my sexual that could be your answer Mm -hmm. okay last one hi should i tell the new guy i'm talking to who's catholic that my last boyfriend broke up with me because he's Catholic and I'm not. And that I'm also dabbling in what some may call witchcraft. Okay. First of all, love that for you. I am literally obsessed with witches and vampires. Witchcraft is so fucking awesome Mm -hmm. to me. But also if a man tweets something about like astrology, if he knows his birth time, Uh he's ran through. He's ran through. He's a slut. (laughs) (laughs) If he knows that. Yeah. I like those tweets that when people text their moms, they're like, what time was I born? And they're like, stop talking to her. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I literally, when we first became friends with Jasmine, had to ask my mom or my birthday. Yeah, I had to ask my mom too. Uh, I think religion is such him. like, yeah, tell him. It, religion is such like a important thing to people. Yeah. That like, if he doesn't care, great. But if he's someone that needs a Catholic person to be with, then mm-hmm. like, that's not you. You should leave him while it's still early. Yeah, I think it's very interesting because like from my perspective, I'm like, oh, I have like decently strong not really but like i have spiritual beliefs right but i don't give a fuck if someone else believes in something Mm -hmm. completely different if it's because the thing is like all of these things are so similar at their core yeah and like we got into this literally last week but like so many religions and like spiritualities are very very similar just at the basis of what it morally stands for so i don't know i don't think it should matter i don't think it's awesome yeah first of all i love witchcraft i love that if anything you should leave him because he's not a witch oh my like god you. cast a spell on his exactly. ass <laughs> exactly all right well that's it for today have a happy pride month have a, a very happy pride month i get it um look up the uh look up the founders of pride do a little bit of like research on the people who paved the way yeah. i think it's very interesting and a lot more 
fun to learn about than like what Target has <laughs> rainbows on. I don't know. I think that that's a more important part of it. And if you want to suggest more topics to us, you can go to our Instagram or Twitter, she rates dogs pod. You're true. Um, our individual handles are in the bios there. You can email us at she rates dogs pod at gmail.com. And if you want to wish us a happy pride month, mm-hmm. call us at 929-274-3261. Okay. okay bye. bye.